and welcome to another episode of Cream Through. Here today with us, I am pleased to be joined by Thomas Frank, who happens to be the CEO and founder of Empower Life. In a few words, Empower Life is one of the first blockchain-based independent power producers, which invests in people, planet, and profit. Also, Empower Life connects investors around the world with profitable um, projects and opportunities in emerging markets. That being said, Thomas, I think it would be suitable to start with a little introduction regarding your background and it would be also interesting and fascinating to gauge how you got involved with um, Empower Life and you know how you went about the founding of this amazing project of yours. Yeah, uh, thank you for the, for the invitation first of all. So uh, my background is uh, on first hand a technical background. So I'm electrical engineer and uh, after a while I am uh, start to be involved more in the financing of uh, projects or in the obstacles in uh, different uh, parts of the world. So I'm working for the development aid uh, business um, and um, I have been in around 50 countries over the time. So um, yeah, and I see that there are a lot of obstacles then are to, to get things done just, yeah. So you train, educate people and uh, bringing up awareness. But then when it's come down the road uh, to implement a project and uh, getting it run, it uh, becomes difficult. And most of all, because of uh, financing issues. So that's why we set up the Empower Life um, company uh, which should build the bridge between the financing world and the technical world and um, uh, bringing up uh, projects in uh, development in the merchant countries um, which uh, provide uh, renewable energy and um, yeah that's it in the nutshell uh, maybe the background and uh, what what we're doing and how fair enough and uh, how do you think that Empower Life, you know, in, in, in a few words, if you could kindly summarize it, that is different from, you know, what you were previously doing in terms of projects in developing countries. How do you think that Empower Life is uh, unique in its own way? Yeah, it's on one hand um, um, <clears throat> the responsibility of the um, of the project because um, uh, we are like the project owner. So that's, uh, that's another point that if you have uh done a project and it's maybe running for some months and then stop running so i have seen in projects like um, three solar panels from three different development um, uh, agencies which all of them stop running after some uh, months so uh, in the same facility so what what we are we are jumping in in a business uh, so empower life is a business model so we are selling uh, affordable energy in emerging markets. So it's not that we donor a panel and then leave it over there or something. So um, we collect uh, investor money in, in Europe, for example, and then we invest it in the, in the target country um, with uh, partners together. So we have like local partners who are working, but we are, uh, we are the owner of the panels. We have the owner of the power plant and we are uh, producing energy over a long time. So uh, that's, uh, that's a different, I think. It's a very sustainable and long-term uh, project. Absolutely. And that was one of the key distinguishing factors that, you know, really interested me regarding Empower Life. It's about, 
you know, ownership of the assets, uh, you know, which in this case is solar panels in the long term. So I wanted to ask you, you know, how do you necessarily go about the financing of the capital required for you to kickstart new projects in uh, developing economies? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting part when, when I start to be into the financing world. There are like uh, fancy big numbers of investments <laughs> uh, in, in the billion dollar range for everything. But if you are there in the countries, then you see people sitting in the darkness. So obviously, um, there is a disconnection uh, between our big money on one hand and what is needed on the countries on the other hand. Right. And, and in terms, since we're living in an era of, uh, you know, retail investors, because, you know, you have access to uh, investing platforms like eToro and whatnot, so you can truly invest not just in stocks, but also in other emerging market opportunities. Do you think that um, this is the future in terms of facilitating access to energy also for less developed countries um, to, you know, resort to such a business model like the one that you guys have um, implemented to uh, kickstart your new project at Empower Life? Yeah, actually, I would like to say people should take care about people who invest uh, should take care about what is their money doing. Of course. So it's uh, laying on the bank account and doing something there and you don't know <laughs> what is your money doing. It is buying some weapons or it's buying some other fancy stuff what you don't want to support uh, literally so here it's really one-to-one -one connected so our uh, you know okay our um, people can invest in different assets of course but uh, so but if they choose us so then they invest in assets uh, for renewable energy and uh, we can you can see the project you can visit the project you are uh, uh, can be in touch with uh, uh, with a, with our clients somehow, and uh, this is a different. So we really want to connect this both together. And um, on the other hand, you do not have a really um, a opportunity if you want to invest in uh, such type of projects now on the market. So we give this opportunity uh, for the um, crowd investors mainly um, to know what the money is doing and to see what this money is doing. So we. Uh, we even install in the first project online monitoring so you can see how much kilowatt uh, we are just producing with the power plant what they invested in. And this is a real different type of connection between our what is my money doing? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And in terms of. So say, you know, I don't know what your latest round, I think we can get into that regarding your, your latest project afterwards. But um, say I wanted to, you know, I like the vision and ambition of uh, Empower Lives, a business model and your latest project. In terms of, um, what can I say, the time frame attached to my potential investment and the sponsorship of your project, um, you know, what are roughly the time frames for, you know, an instant, um, a retail investor that might be interested in your project? Or in one of your projects yeah so the, the investment over the crowd financing is usually our six to eight years which is in the crowd investment branch quite quite long i would like to say but this is a characteristic of the 
of um, the solar energy business. So, um, I mean, we have some in, in Europe, even we have some uh, hydropower plants, which are like 100 years old or something like that. So, um, so there, are, there are certain things which are running forever. And um, uh, we plan a runtime uh, for the solar panels of around 20 years. And um, uh, we need a majority time uh, to to start up the project from three to six months. Um, so if if we agree with the client, if we agree with the investors, so every everything is agreed. So then we are deliver and build up the power plant, and then it's up and running between three and six months. We want to speed up this time because uh, this is like a dead loop in this uh, waste of time and money in this uh, first period. Uh, we want to speed it up, but then it's running uh, very long, and um, and we plan for for twenty years runtime with the power plants. Absolutely. And uh, I think it will promote, you know, long term commitment and, you know, education as well, because, you know, if that's just for a hypothetical uh, case or hypothetical sense, I'm putting aside five grand to put in into the into the next project of Empire Life, you know, I'm going to make sure to do my homework ahead of, of uh, you know, tying up uh, six years worth of uh, of commitment. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. I think um, I think education is it's a very important point what you mentioned because um, uh, in the uh, we are speaking we have a, a very specific terminology and terminology in the in the in the development aid uh, business so the target country and the beneficiaries and things like that so. Uh, so, um, if if we're speaking with the uh, with the people on the ground floor, which are really so, there is like a awareness uh, raising um, what need to be done, and then we can even provide some local jobs, uh, which uh, need to be done. We have a type of maintenance, um, and you can imagine there are different different levels of maintenance. But Absolutely. if you see our Cleaning of the solar panels is one of the maintenance, yeah, and this is something where you can engage uh, local people very easily. Yeah, without a rocket science uh, university education, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, there and 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 you uh, give like a lot of opportunities around as well. So, since you provide our, our affordable energy, it can develop different type of business and different type of other uh, activities. Uh, which cannot uh, um, empower um, uh, without us. So this is something we cont we contribute in this part um, uh, with with our efforts. I mean, there are a lot of things uh, ongoing, uh, but uh, awareness raising, education is an important point. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, actually the one of uh, our main activities. What we what we had before. So we. We train people, we educate them, and I have been in, in a lot of. I have been a trainer for a long time, or uh, really in in the um, in the target countries, um, uh, in factories, and uh, in uh, down the road there. I've saw a lot of uh, opportunities where I see, okay, they're laying around business opportunities, and nobody's picking them up. So, and this is. Um, uh, another point why we came up to, to the Empower Life idea. Right. And I think this is an other facet and aspect of your business model that feeds into the long-term commitment. 
for you to, you know, to do a thorough due diligence to find the right projects because, you know, you're talking about solar panels. So it's at least, as you said, five to seven years. And if you're resorting to um, retail investors that would tie up their capital for five to seven years, but it would also require, you know, local commitment in terms of workforce for the maintenance of those uh, solar panels for five to seven years. So you really need to do your homework ahead of starting. But then if you do start successfully with all your um, you know, the, the right players in place, then, you know, you stand to, to be more successful, right, in the long term. Yeah, we have, we have like, uh, two uh, connection points. Um, so, on one hand, our core business, I mean, we have been over 20 years in the business um, with our uh, consulting company, and um, we are, we have ongoing projects uh, in uh, different emerging uh, countries, so that means we have like um, a platform where we anyway be engaged with a lot of stakeholders, with a lot of with the, with the government, with the regulators. With, so we have anyway a very good network in in the country. And then on top of this, or in parallel of this, we try to start business um, uh, in this way, like with 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 Empower Life. Yeah, this is how we are. Uh, we are starting the business and the second the second connection you mentioned the maintenance is very important because this is one thing of the this is the main concern that um, after three months six months or uh, something happened and then it's not working any longer so we have like local company we anyway we need like a local entity for this business model because we need a local license to run the power plants we are power producer in the country and uh, then we have like long-term maintenance contracts with uh, local service companies and in terms of what can i say uh, local trust um you know from you know the local communities where you're trying to um install your new solar panels attached to whatever commercial activity. Have you found that, you know, uh, this was only possible through time and commitment? Because as you said, you've been there on the ground for 20 years, uh, initially, obviously not with Empire Life, but due to your consulting services, you must have noticed that there were also other players that just came in Uganda or, you know, other developing economies nearby that, you know, were just there for a quick buck and then, uh, you know, fled. I wanted to ask you, you know, how was your local presence? Because obviously I'm not, what can I say, um, questioning it because you're there for the right reasons. How was you, how was your, you know, effort different from other people's in terms of long-term commitment and long-term, you know, uh, intervention in those local communities? We we have a benefit, of course, from the, from the general activities, from the uh, development aid organizations. Um, so we working for UN organizations or for the German development aid organizations and and like there's like a lot of going hand in hand uh, in in the countries but on the other hand I would like to say um, even these projects have always a runtime they want to set up something they setting up the regulations they are yeah, they have their own jobs to do, but in the end, uh, to develop a, a own business, uh, it's another it's another thing. You know, and the trust is uh, we benefit from the trust of the long term relation of the our development aid organizations. But we need to our there's a gap what we can fill up as a private company. 
Yeah, so we 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 have a trust uh, because of uh, their the other activities. Um, that's very much true. Um, but then we have to fulfill this trust. Yeah, the the other side of the coin is um, that local people thinking that you're just coming in uh, and uh, you solve everything with a black box and nobody need to take care about anything and that's not the truth so are right. uh, we need to uh, educate right. people that they need to be aware what's going on and they take care about by themselves as well to make it running and keep it on the long term running so the expectation is very high on the other hand so the trust level is very high but the expectation is very high as well so and in the end uh, so as a as a technician um, you have like your physical laws and they are all, all over the world the same so you have to fulfill this uh, regulations and requirements from the technical point of view to make it running and there you need to be uh, people who are aware of what's going on so trust level and expectations are very very high and to fulfill um, the uh, the expectations and don't destroy the trust level it's a it's a challenge as well and uh, this happened uh, quite often that the expectations are simply too high. I understand. I understand. But one of the concluding points that I wanted to ask you on, on, on this topic is that, um, you know, always feeding into your um, the, the long term nature of your line of work is um, that at least you are able to ensure that your local presence is then autonomous and, you know, um, it won't necessarily need your surveillance and safeguarding in the fifth year, right? Because if you've done your education and, you know, instruction correctly, then, you know, the local presence, the local engineers, regardless of whether you have, you know, a local body, which you mentioned that you do, you know, you, that element of trust also feeds in, right? Because, you know, after five years of, you know, com commitment, you know that they will be successfully cleaning, looking after those solar panels and, you know, you won't necessarily have to travel to Uganda or Kenya every other week, right? So it's it's something uh, you you are how to say build up this um, um, yeah service culture question for example yeah this is something you need to build up where with your local partner together so uh, and um, so that you can give um, that that you are able to give it in their hands and and it's it's running then uh, with, without flying in every week yeah right and um, this is what I mean um, our our partners are coming out of this sphere as well so they were already engaged uh, with with projects with the development aid for example and so they they have a little bit other understanding um um how we are uh, let's say european thinking and working and what we expect so um it's it's uh, for example to be on the right time in the meeting um, so <laughs> Um, so Europeans freaking out if uh, you're five five minutes later, and um, so and you need to be relaxed a little bit, yeah. But after a while, you are you are not able to work in Europe any longer because you permanently too late in the meeting. So no, I'm just kidding. But uh, such you you know you have such things. Uh, you you need to you need to work on and. Um, 
be with them and uh, working together to have a common culture because uh, in the end uh, your local partner need to fulfill your expectations and the expectations what have the local clients from your international brand of course yeah and uh this is important as uh, as well and um um uh, the, the expectation to maybe coming back to this point uh, is a little bit like you coming with a black box and in this black box is a lot of money and you just give it to them and then everybody's happy. And this is absolutely not how it's working. We have a very tidy business model uh, and we have a lot of regulations on the financing side in Europe on one hand and we have a very tidy regulation side on the, in the in the country as well. So we have like two legal worlds which we need to together somehow and uh, fulfill legal requirements on both sides and there's no playing around yeah so there's nothing you have to be very crucial with what you're doing and uh, from the legal side and from the technical side and from the financing point of view and uh, you can get in in all of these steps you can um, getting in, in very big trouble very easy if you not pay attention about it yeah absolutely so the trust need to on both sides so um is the client reliable for example this is always our investors asking are these clients around in 10 years or 20 years or are they disappearing so how you make sure that they are really there and uh do they pay their bills and so we have this concern on both sides and um um yeah we are it's a scratch we are sitting a little bit between all chairs as well and uh, we we have to build this bridge between uh, all players yeah right and it's one of those things that you only learn by doing and in terms of doing i wanted to ask you what is the the latest project that you you've been working on and uh, you know i wanted to hear more about it and why is it in uh, that developing economy specifically um we have like one uh, hotel it's an eco hotel uh it's between the airport and the capital of uganda so on the on the way on the way to um, kampala and uh, so this is a brand new hotel and they want to have like our want to be an eco hotel and the goal is to be a hundred percent off grid so that they provide the entire energy from from renewable energy sources so we we just uh, uh set it up the first step you can imagine that uh with the COVID situation and tourist uh, situation so it's a bit different right, than right, planned right. before yeah we are running it now uh and and provide like 85 percent of the energy for this um hotel but when the hotel ramping up uh, with a full capacity then we will uh, we will install more power plant more, more panels so i mean i'm speaking about power plants and so on so the size is like 25 kilowatt okay uh, which is okay. like um, nothing to do with the mega and gigawatt size what what you have on the other hand but this is like what we see in the local market yeah so I mean, this is was a very it's a very interesting uh, project. It's um, strategically uh, have a good place because everybody who drive from the airport to Kampala, what is nearly everybody is doing, um, uh, passing by this hotel and see it. So, and uh, we can have uh, some trainings, educations, and and showing it to clients and so on. So that's uh, that's Amazing. a good. Uh, 
point where, where to uh, from the location point of view and it's a very lovely place you can have a look over um the lake victoria and and so on so it's a nice place um so when we are we are getting clients there already uh and which can have a look and um see it around in the end it's of course um we we have the question why are you starting with a five star hotel in a merchant country right right <laughs> it it was a little bit like um this this guys who who are running there and are the owner um of this uh, hotel so the manager she is uh, a german as well and uh, the, the owner he is very entrepreneur and he really want to do bringing things through the door and um, so we need somebody who are uh, jumping on the track with us as well so they were ready to do it and um, so we were a little bit delayed because of the COVID situation, but it's running quite well, I would like to say. Uh, can be worse. Always. <laughs> um, so, and, but the, yeah, the, the idea is uh, we have like a pipeline of uh, projects. So we do not advertise uh, our product at all. <laughs> let's say it's only uh are probably mouth by mouth so people coming up and we know of course clients are from other projects industrial clients and ask them and speaking with them uh but there is no really advertisement even and we have more than enough the pipeline is completely full okay. so there's a big need um okay. of it and um the, the the point is and this is common for for everybody if um, the grid is interrupted, um, you do not have really, um, uh, you interrupt your production. So in the hotel, of course, it's disturbing the clients and in the industry, you can uh, probably, you, you need to waste some of your products because in the middle, it's just interrupted and stopped going. And um, all the things are, are, this is one of the, the main issues that reliable energy. So principally, what, what we are going to do is we're going from, from Kampala uh, outside or in the countryside more and more. Um, we have projects a little bit more far away, but um, you mentioned the trust and this is here the, the trust level and the other way around. So we need to be able to reach our um, our facilities are quite easy in the beginning. Of course, of course. And uh, absolutely, and I wanted to ask you, I think partly you've, uh, you've answered this question. In terms of, because I'm always thinking about it, because I like your availability in terms for the um, retail investor to chip in into, you know, I hope for you, profitable uh, business opportunities in emerging markets. Are you approaching the selection and you know doing your due diligence of new projects based also on the you know future profitability of the the venture that you're dealing with? So, for example, when it comes to the 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 latest uh, five star um, hotel in uh, in um, in Uganda, which is near Kampala, you mentioned that you know it's it's near Kampala. It's um, it's a five star hotel, so it's strategic. You know, traveling from the airport to Kampala, you know, you're gonna see it. That in itself, you know, on top of being five star, it seems that it's um, it's gonna attract a lot of tourism. So you know, if I was gonna invest in a solar panel attached to it, in a way, I know that I'm hopefully gonna get my return back. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Do you only approach you know the selection of ventures where your solar panels might be useful? also based on the on the future commercial element and success of the venture that you're 
you know, landing and uh, attaching your solar panels to? Yeah, there is like, um, um, there are like two, two parts to answer on. So on one hand, we make a utilities if this is a reliable uh, client. So, um, I mean, uh, this is like a risk management in the end, yeah. But uh, there are a lot of clients which have like, um, uh, which has like international uh, mother companies or holdings. Um, so this is quite reliable then for on 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 one hand, yeah. But um, so we try to have like reliable uh, clients. On the other hand, it's always the risk uh, level. So this is this is one thing. If you're speaking about social impact, so then the risks start to be higher automatically because then you have like a, a pure healthy station somewhere in a refugee camp. Yeah, so that's a completely other story. And um, so how to how to cover this and and this is a challenge. So we we try um and in. in I mean, this is uh, the, the the future where we where we're supposed to go. But um, there are tenders from uh, United Nations, for example, for uh, uh, they offer um, um, a power procurement agreement for several years uh, in refugee camps. So this could be uh, a business uh, to to running in okay. this way. So uh, if the the beneficiary is probably not reliable because they are just in a refugee camp, it's very difficult situation. Um, but uh, on the other hand, uh, your client is the UN, so such are, or your client is a donor organization, which are uh, provide you with the financing of this project. Then, um, so I have been are uh, in 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 Jordan uh, two years ago, and uh, I was close to this uh, big refugee camps there. They are like living uh, one to two million people, and the refugee wow. camps are already uh, several wow. years there. They are running by a two megawatt uh, solar power plant, and uh, but but if you see, there's a big fan around. They are flying with drones over the uh, solar plants to. Or observe if everything is uh, proper and nobody damaged something, and uh, this is a completely other story. Yeah, right. but it's. Uh, right. I mean, um, the the point. What 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 I really like in this idea, uh, even I make maybe self advertisement on it. But what I really like on the idea is that we are producing the energy on the spot. Uh, where the energy should be used. So we, we are producing out in a, on a roof, on a factory, and the energy is literally used right there. So we do not transport the energy. And the energy transport, what is mainly made by oil, uh, can be easy interrupted and you have like um, you have always a, a connection to somebody who is delivering this uh, oil and diesel to you. So and if this is interrupted on whatever level, national, international, something like that, then you're stucking in your backyard. And this is something what we do not have at all here because we produce energy right on the spot. Yeah, you have a fan around and you're running independent there. And this is really an idea what I what I like because um, um, the energy um, uh, the energy uh, providing international is have like two influences on the energy price. So one is the dollar price and the other one is the oil price. And so and you have your little uh, 
uh, your little entity somewhere and you're depending on these big international players and don't have any chance to do anything. So now uh, we, we have the situation that their investors um, gives the opportunity for people to be independent, um, at least from the power production. But power production means even that you can produce uh, water, for example, um, and you can produce food and, and things like that. So you cannot disconnect these people anymore if they are really running or uh, independent. And this is something um, which has a very high social impact, even which is going much more beyond um, the first phase, what you see. Yeah, you see maybe I, I providing energy, uh, that's uh, already social impact, or I helping people in the hospital, that is already social impact. But uh, on, on, a, on another level, you disconnect these people and make them independent from international players as well. And this has a much higher impact, and this is going far beyond uh, the surface of the social impact, what, what we announced in the first round, yeah, or in the first few of the things. Absolutely. And... Um... It's very interesting and I think it's the start of something huge, especially in new developing economies, especially in Africa. So I applaud your, your efforts and especially the, the risks. The bigger the risk, the bigger the opportunity, they say, right? So I wanted to uh, thank you for the, this, this amazing conversation. It was very informative, to say the least. And obviously, best of luck with all your future projects. And, you know, I'll be keeping a close eye on your, uh, on your amazing progress. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation and the time. Very interesting. I heard uh, um, some of your podcasts. Very interesting. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you have one more listener as, at least as, as well. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Thomas.